you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Welcome to the NFL Legends Podcast. I'm Anis Williams. In January of 2021, Hall of Fame receiver Chris Carter hosted a panel discussion for college players participating in the East-West Shrine Bowl. Joining him were Broncos safety Justin Simmons and Chiefs guard Laurent Duvernay-Tardif. Let's listen in. Laurent and uh, Justin, we have two guys, uh, different experiences in the National Football League, but we're looking forward to kind of share, you know, football has been a vehicle for life. As we share our life with these young men, let them know and I want both of you to share, talk about identity and how important it is to identify with something other than football. I know in our locker rooms, we always say, this is not who I am. This is what I do. Can both of you guys share what you thought helped define yourselves or as you keep, as you get older, defining yourself as something more than a professional football player? Justin, you want to start or you want me to start? Uh, it doesn't matter. You want to go? Go ahead. Uh, sure. I mean, hi guys. Um, I'm Laurent Duvernay Tardif. You can just call me Larry if you have any questions because it's much easier. Uh, I come from Montreal, uh, French Canadian. Um, six years in the league. My English is getting a little better uh, and I'm still working on it. But, um, you know, I think for me, back in 2014, when I went to the Shrine game, um, there was a lot of uncertainty. You know, I was, uh, I played college ball in Canada, uh, played an eight, eight week season. So for me to be like parachute into the shrine game and then, you know, work my way to get a, you know, a pro day and then get to training camp. That was, that was quite a journey. Um, and I, and I feel like at the beginning I was trying to like blend in, you know, um, and, and say no to who I, who I was, you know, I was, I was shy of my accent. I was shy of who I was in the locker room. And, and at some point, you know, I was just like, this is, this is who I am. Like, I'm going to be the Frenchman. I'm going to go out there. 
not be afraid of the cold and be a badass player. And that's, that's, it's at that point, I think that I, I realized that I had potential and, and, and why not be great? You know, that was kind of my motto. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, what's going on, guys? My name is Justin Simmons, played five years now in the league, um, also was a part of the East West Shrine Bowl from Boston College, was drafted in the third round. And uh, my experience pretty much with that um, didn't didn't really have uh, high expectations in terms of, um, you know, getting drafted. I obviously believed in myself and my abilities. It was really the combine uh, stage where um, I kind of separated myself and, and elevated my stock. But um, I think through that whole process, right, and even going through training camp in my first year in the league, you know, I think that's a great question to start off with because it's really – you know, when you're when you're when you're going through the process and, you know, you're having people define you, you're having scouts saying you're this or scouts saying you're not this and your teammates saying you're this, and your teammates saying you're not this. And sometimes your play is great. Other days your play is terrible. What really is going to get you through that is like your foundation of who, of who you are and what you've always been, you know, before you even got to this, this to this point in your life. Right. Like for me, it's valuing my relationship um, with God. Right that's the first and foremost thing for me. And that's, what's gotten me through a lot of my hardships. The other thing is my family, you know, my wife, my daughter, you know, I'm a brother, I'm a son, I'm a husband, I'm a father before I'm a football player. And um, it's really recognizing that that's kind of gotten me through a lot of my hardships. Cause you know, the first couple of years in the league were rocky for me. It's because I was looking at Twitter. I was looking at all the things that people were saying about me and it didn't do anything but made me play worse or made me get in my head mentally um, a little bit more. So, but Justin, for most players, those first couple of years are really tough. Yeah. I got cut after year number three. I, I had started like 38 straight games mm-hmm. and I got cut. So these young people, they should get used to some tremendous adversity earlier in their career, right? Oh, Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. You, yeah, you get cut. I mean, there's guys on our team, Denver now, that have been cut seven times and earned a starting spot this year. You know, the the journey is not to say that you know you can always make it, but it's also to say never give up. It's just when you're going through uh, my whole my whole point was when you're going through this transition of making it into the NFL. Um, it's tough. You know, we talked about it earlier before we got on the call with you guys. There's a reason why the numbers are so low. It's a tough league. It's a tough environment to make it year in and year out, no matter how good you are, Pro Bowl, All Pro, all that stuff. You know, uh, I think J.J. Watt said it, said it the best. You know, you, you got to come every day. You know, rent is due every day and every year your, your spot's up for takes. And so just don't take it for granted, you know, enjoy the process, but, but really be, be locked in, honed in on, on who you are because that's what's going to get you through you know, the tough times. Laurent, can you kind of share the story of 2020? Because the whole world changed when we heard about this thing called COVID. You, you already had a different identity outside of your Kansas City Chiefs uniform and what that led you to and the decisions you had to make and what you've been doing the last nine months, 10, 11 months compared to the other professional football players. Yeah, um, I mean, back in 2014, when I was doing my pre-draft visit, I was also a medical student at McGill University in Canada. And, uh, and I remember, you know, I was doing all those pre-draft visits and meeting with all those coaches. And, and a lot of coaches were saying like, how, how can we know you're gonna commit 100% to football mm. when you have, you know, medicine as a plan B or a plan A? And, and Coach Reed back in Kansas City was actually one of the only coach who, who saw the, the medical school thing as a positive thing. And he, he said like, 
whatever I can do to help you, I'll, I'll try to I'll, tr I'll try to help you combine both. And uh, in 2018, after what um, four years in the league, five years in the league, I graduated and got my doctorate in medicine. And, and that's one of the reasons why, after winning the Super Bowl last February, uh, I went back and helped uh, on the front line in, in long-term care facility, taking care of or orderly people. And, and I think it's kind of at that point that I realized the impact of, of, of COVID, you know, because we're young, we're healthy, we're not scared of COVID. Like I'm the same way, like, but the impact that it has on, on healthcare professional, their community, their, their families, I felt like, you know, my role this year um, was going to be to help and, and be here. Uh, so, so that's what I did. I opted out of the 2020 season uh, and, and I've been here in Montreal um, doing a, a part-time master degree in public health at Harvard, as well as, um, caring for elderly folks in, in long-term care facility and hospital around Montreal area. So it's been a, it's been a really different year for me, for sure. Um, I, I, you know, it, every week we're going into the season, I feel like it's harder to live with my decision because, you know, the Chiefs are winning, the Chiefs are looking good, the Chiefs are playing this weekend, and you're not there on the field. And, and that's what I miss the mo most about football. You know, it's winning on the field, being there with your teammate. Uh, but at the same time, I feel like, 10 years from now, I'm going to be proud of the decision that I made today or not today, but last July. And, uh, and, and I got to live with it now. And, and it's, um, I think, and I'm sure we're going to talk about that at some point in this interview, but I feel like as athlete, we have that power and almost that duty to, to, to make the world a better place, you know, to, to take a cause that you really believe in and promote it through your platform, your tribune. And I feel for me, it's helped, you know, for other people, it was the right of vote, uh, or, or, you know, uh, racial inequality for me, it's health because I'm a doctor and, and, and it, it just made sense for me to, to follow my conviction and, and not to play this year. Tremendous story. I followed it. Um, it speaks to your overall character. Um, when you committed to the medical field, you didn't know there was going to be a pandemic in the future. And <laughs> trust me, regardless of whatever we accomplish in playing in the national football league, it will never, ever stand up to your sacrifice and what you've given of your life in the prime of your life on the best team in football. You should be commended for what you did. That's not something that I would have been able to do. Mm -hmm. Like you should be commended for what you decided to do. And as the weeks go on, there's four teams left and your team is still playing, but you've been saving lives. You've been saving aunties. You've been saving uncles, daughters, um, fathers, mothers, grandmothers, and you should be commended for that. Much respect, much respect for, for what you do and, and the way you've done it. We're going to shift gears now. Um, Justin, I'm going to go back to you. Wasn't long ago, as you talked about, you were at the East-West um, Shrine game. Um, can you give these, these young players some advice on how to work with NFL coaches? How should they approach their interviews What's the mindset? Because ultimately, you have to go out and take a grown man like you and, and Laurent and try to take their job. What's the right psyche to get into? And the earlier you can get into it is probably better for you. Justin, then, then Laurent, you go after that. Yeah, that's a great question. I can remember when I approached my interviews, it was you know, wanted to make sure it was it was professional, right? Like first impressions are everything, you know, you're meeting GMs, you're meeting head coaches, you know, scouts, whatever the case may be. Uh, you want to be as professional as possible. You know, I know that there might be a certain dress code or whatever, but just make sure, you know, 
you're, you're, you're looking the part, you know, you're, 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 you're doing the right things that are setting yourself apart. Cause that's what this league is about. Everyone's talented, but what's really going to separate you is how you conduct yourself in those interviews. Right. And then the next thing is to not put yourself in a bubble, you know, be versatile. And obviously I think that's one of the biggest things. Like I can remember when I was being, um, when I was being interviewed with, with some of the teams during the East West game, you know, I was a safety and a corner in college and they asked me like, would you be willing to just play, you know, would you be willing to just only play safety for us? And, um, remember getting coached up right before it, thank goodness I did, was to not put myself in a bubble um, of saying like, I can only do this. Like, you know, I'm the best at this. Like I could do it all. I could do whatever you guys need me to do. You know, really showcase that, you know, it's not, it's not being um, a cocky or, or, or overconfident, but just confident in your abilities because that's what teams want. You know, if you, no one's going to believe in you more than yourself. And so when you're going into those rooms, man, it, you know, have that, have that confidence kind of, um, exude off you, um, shine off you, have that aura, you know, when you walk into that room and really go in there to impress because this is a job. Like like Chris said, you know, you're you're coming in and you're fighting for for guys that have, have established themselves for the last couple of years, right? And what's really going to set you apart is the things that you can do and, and you can do them maybe at the same level, a little bit less, but you're cheaper, you know, in terms of, yeah. of coming in there, you're going to be, you're going to be cheaper. And, and the NFL's eyes, that's always better. You know, if they can mm-hmm. get the same product or maybe a little bit less for cheap, they're going to go with that route. Just take that to, to the fullest, to the fullest advantage, man, approach those interviews, top class, It's a job interview and you just need to approach it as such. Give me a little more information besides being true to yourself. What are some of the other things showing up to the meetings early, already always having something to write with? Give me some of the other things that coaches are expecting, Justin, from you as a professional that they don't expect necessarily when you're a star in college. Blend it in a little more for me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So the the thing the 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 things that you this is like this is obviously opinionated, but something that I think you should definitely uh, take to heart when you're doing interviews or even when you're at the facility, you're at the building, and things like that. You know, you always hear the term um, first one in, last one to leave. But the things mm-hmm. the things that I think are important, right? When you're doing these interviews, have questions prepared. You know, like don't don't go in there and just you know hopefully fly by with some of the questions. Have questions prepared, like. You know, when you're watching film and you got a question, ask, you know, I think I think one of the biggest things is when coaches are evaluating you. Obviously, I played the safety position, you know, quarterback of the defense. And um, when I went in there, I asked questions. We have different languages, the way motions are happening, pre-snap keys, um, things that, you know, like explain those things to coaches. They may not always ask but explain them, talk about techniques. If you don't have to draw up what the whole defense is supposed to do, if you don't have to drop what the whole offense is supposed to do, like Chris said, bring, bring out a, a piece of paper and a pen, you know, write some things down. They don't, they don't, they don't ask you to do that. It's not required, but if they see things, like those are the things I'm, that Chris was alluding to when he was saying kind of expand, like those are the mm-hmm. things that are going to separate yourself. Right. Cause even when I went in to go interview, I just went in and sat down, answered questions and then, kind of left. When I look back on it now, I wish I was more tentative and asking questions, right? Bringing a pen and paper, um, setting myself apart. Cause I think all that, all that helps. And like I said, everyone is talented. The difference between, you know, all pro pro bowl, you know, all that stuff is just like very minuscule, you know, the, the guys that make it year in and year out. So really, really separate yourselves in doing that, man. And all that stuff goes a long way. I know it, 
it may not seem like it, but I'm, I'm telling you, you know, being in the room with coaches and, and, mm-hmm. and talking to GMs, that stuff, you know, they, they care about all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? So really take great, example. great, great examples there. Um, I have a story. Um, my head coach in Minnesota, Dennis Green, um, God bless his soul. He's passed away. But one time he installed a new video um, security system at our facility. He showed the team who got in the building early and who left. And the thing that he said he loved about it, because he kept track of it, what time everyone got in and what time they left. He said, the people I pay the most get here the earliest and stay the latest. With everyone being equally talented, Justin, you say that is a necessity. Uh, Laurent, I want you to give these young players some examples of, of what you think. And it's 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 better for us now that we're a little older. But if we could go back and be sitting in that room and have a, another week of tryout working with NFL executives and coaches, how would you approach it, Laurent? If I could just add to it, you know, coaches know what you've done. They know who you are by looking at the film. Uh, what did what they don't know and what they're looking for is is your potential. Is how good can you get? And and that was true specifically for me because. I was coming from Canadian football. They were looking at my DVDs. They had no idea who I was playing against. So for all of those guys who are coming from smaller schools, I feel like my message is like, show them that you can learn. Ask questions, Justin, you were saying it earlier, but like show them that you can be shaped in the type of player that they want you to be and that you have unlimited potential. I feel like um, they know who you are. They've watched your film. So don't tell them about how it was to play that game. Just just project yourself in the future and see how you can fit into the organization. I remember like when you're meeting with Kansas City, watch the type of scheme that they're running on offense and then talk about how you can make block in open field because that's what we do. You know, not every guard in the NFL and every team is the same. Like some, some require different abilities. So learn, research, and, and then try to like, fit that scheme and, and and show that you have the potential to do it because we all have great ability from a physical standpoint and they can see it on film but what they cannot see is your ability to ask questions to learn and to want to be great yeah most coaches um don't be surprised like they're cocky they want guys that want to be elite players in the nfl i believe there's a happy balance in there but i would miss on the side of being confident in your ability I mean, you're in this game because of your ability, mm-hmm. um, not because you want some spelling bee. Show your best self to them every day. Every interaction is a job interview. To me, one of the things that always won me out to the coaches was I love the game. Like, you got to be able to tell these people, man, I, I love the game. I want to play football. Justin say, man, you can draft me a corner. Um, draft me at safety. I'll play wherever you want. Laurent's like, listen, I've checked you guys out. Getting open space, you should see me. My footwork is nice. I can run. Don't don't try to project me being from Canada that I can't play in the NFL. No, I can play in the NFL. Each and every one of you is your own corporation. And you have to come up with a marketing strategy to market yourself to the best coaches, the best scouts for the best league in the world. And it's not just Oh, I can block. I can catch. It's your personality. Can you be a good teammate? Are you into other things? Are you a good learner? Do you read? You know, do you think outside the box? All those things 
make you a better prospect. Because right now, don't get this mixed up. You are not a pro player. You have an opportunity to play pro football, but you don't have, you're not no pro player. You don't have no pro career. Even Trevor Lawrence going to be the first pick, the Jacksonville Jaguars, Urban Meyer. He's going to be the first pick, but he don't have a pro career. He got an opportunity. So don't get that mixed up. These are opportunities to show yourself that one day you can be in Laurent's shoes, one day that you can be in Justin's shoes. And a huge part of that, I know in talking to Justin, talking to Laurent is, we've had people that have helped us out. January is National Mentor Month. And we have had people in the locker room, people outside the locker room, people in the front office that have instrumental in our overall growth. Justin, I'm gonna start with you. Can you tell uh, these young prospects how important it is when you go into an NFL locker room to be attracted to the right role models because some of these veteran players could lead you to believe that the NFL is something different. On top of like, you know, learning schemes and showing that you can mentally prepare. Um, one of the biggest things that I learned is you can't rely on certain veterans in the locker room to help you out. Right. This is like, we, we mentioned it earlier. This is a business. This is a livelihood for so many people. And when you're coming into a locker room, you could be trying to take a spot from a, a five, six year vet that has just established himself as a starter. And then here comes a young prospect. Like I said earlier, that's cheaper, right? Can do probably, you could probably do the same things that this, that this, this vet is doing. Maybe, maybe it's a little bit of a lesser degree, but you're cheaper and you can't expect that veteran to help you when you have questions, you know, it's different than college. I remember um, I got lucky. I had great vets. You know, I had vets that were well-established in the league, uh, kind of on their way out, gave me a lot of insight. You really got to take a hold of it and, and make this thing your own. And, you know, if you got questions, ask your coach, right? Ask some guys on the team that you think you can trust. But, you you know, unfortunately, it's a business, you know, it's, you're not going to be able to trust everybody. And then the secondly, on top of that is um, we keep talking about separating yourself, right? An NFL career on average is three to four years, average. So that means both Laurent and I are a year, two years removed from the average, which is remarkable. If you if you think about it like that, you know, you really got to take advantage of who you're hanging out with and maximizing it to the best of your abilities. Right. Like you can't come in day one to the Broncos and think you're going to do everything that Von Miller is going to do. Right. No. You, can't, you can't you can't come into, you know, to, to Kansas City and think you're going to hang with Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, and do everything that they're going to do. And you're going to make it day one, year one and, and be in the same situation. You, you just can't do it. You guys need to approach it as professionals. This is your job. I know it's it's weird to think about it in that context, but it's your job. You got to take care of this, you know, make it last for as long as you can, get as much money as you can while you're in it. So you can set your family up. You can set yourself up for longevity down the road. That's the that's the most important thing. You, you, you've seen guys that have been on Madden covers, right? The best in the league at their position. And then you see how they act off the field. And then before you know it, they're out of the league and now they're fighting to scramble to get back, you know? Mm -hmm. So if that can happen to, to those types of guys. Cam Newton. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You didn't say it, it can happen to Cam Newton. <laughs> oh, come on, man. Cam Newton. I mean, we are just being real. You yes. Know, Antonio Brown. Mm -hmm. uh, you guys just saw what happened to Dwayne Haskins in the middle of the pandemic was doing what he was doing. And, 
Washington was like, yeah, we, we're moving on. First round pick. It's just the reality. So make yep. sure make sure you guys are smart, man, about about what you're doing and who you're hanging with, and you know the hierarchy of celebrity celebrity celebrityism in, mm-hmm. in your locker room. Just be smart about it, man. Now, Laurent, you came into a different environment. The locker room with Andy Reid and what they have in Kansas City. They got some grown men there in Kansas City in the trenches. So a lot of times that helps you coming from Canada, and no matter where you're coming from, just having mature guys. How did that makeup of that group help you in your development? And what were some of the examples of people telling you the right things? Once again, it's all about finding mentors, finding guys that you respect, uh, that show up early and leave late. And, and it doesn't have to be at your position. I feel like for me, when I got drafted, my first three years in Kansas City were with Alex Smith. And the guy was showing up early detailing his work and even though he was the starting quarterback like I was not interacting with him on a day-to-day basis like chilling with him but I was looking up to him and, and I feel like his discipline just made me a better player like I've learned what it was to actually work in football instead of just playing like and he told me I remember like you work from Monday to Saturday and then you have fun on Sunday and, and that's really how I approached the game and I feel like for me, the biggest thing was to find a routine. Like you don't have to do exactly what, you know, Jeff Allen or Mitch Schwartz is doing, but you can pick a couple of things from every player that works for you. And then every week you tune it, you tune it and you add little thing, you delete some stuff. Mm-hmm. And after a few years, you, you have your own routine and that works for you. Right. I, I was in a, in, in a situation in Minnesota I had been to four straight Pro Bowls. I had been in the league uh, 11 years at the time. 1998 draft, a player that a lot of people consider to be the best in the draft, he ended up falling to 21. That player's name was Randy Moss. The coach called me and said, we're getting ready to draft Randy Moss. And I was like, okay. My phone just started blowing up. People just started saying, Chris, he's going to take your spot. What's going to happen? All this. One thing your young players need to realize that we do have a legacy in the NFL that we are going to pass on what we've learned in the NFL from other players who passed it on to us. So we don't own that information. Mm -hmm. So for me, I committed that I was going to do everything for Randy Moss to make him the best football player that he could ever be. Ultimately, Randy Moss was a first ballot Hall of Famer. And if we didn't accept him and do the right things for him, he's a transcendent player once every generation. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to know that. And for me, I wasn't worried about my job. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people used to ask me and reporters used to ask me, and it boils down to this. I could go across that middle and do stuff that Randy Moss couldn't do. I could go in motion. I could play any wide receiver spot. I was going to be there early. I was going to mentor the other players. I wasn't going to never flunk no drug test. I wasn't going to never be late. I wasn't going to say the wrong thing to guys. So you can put yourself in a position that you can become irreplaceable. Now, ultimately, in this league, they are going to draft someone. Usama will tell you this. He played. Kevin will tell you this. He played in the league. It's going to take your spot. He's going to take your locker. He's going to take your number. That's why the number is every 2.4, 3.4 years, the NFL turnover. But when you are in a position to teach someone, to mentor someone that potentially can make this game a better game than when you came into it, 
It's your obligation to do that. And that's what I had to do in the Randy Moss situation. It was bigger than me. It was about this country boy from West Virginia that this was going to be his opportunity in life. And his family was dependent on it. I ain't have no time to be having no ego. His mom was dependent on it. His brothers and sisters was dependent on it. Because that's what success in the National Football League will do. Mm-hmm. My nieces and nephews go to better schools because I got there early. My brothers and sisters have been able to move out to the suburbs because uh, I stayed late. That's why we share our experiences with you because it becomes important. And for two guys in the league to be able to share their time of what it takes to be, able, be on the grind every day to have a pro career, um, I like to be able to thank you guys. And what's the role in mentoring other players once you're in the league? Because it's hard enough to be able to keep your job. But how do you turn it around and ultimately build a return that? Laurent, I want you to go first. When I teach something to younger guys, I feel like I've learned, I learned a lot too. Like, I feel like there's no way you can teach a scheme or a technique and not master it yourself. So I, I, take, I take that opportunity, you know, to teach the younger guy. And that way I feel like I'm, I'm growing as a player myself. So yeah, it's huge. But at some point you do ask yourself, like you were saying, like, what does it mean for me? Like, am I putting myself in danger because I try to make the team better? I mean, that's, that's football. At, at the end of the day, I think that's, that's how we're built. Like, don't be shy to, to teach uh, because you're going to learn a lot and, and you, you'll be a better player because of it. Hey, Justin, I'm going to skip down to when you were prepping for the pros. I know people were telling you, but now that you've been in the league, you have some experience. Can you share with the young prospects some of the things they don't tell you? Like, I mean, people told me the game was fast. But, man, we were playing against Lawrence Taylor, and he went across the formation and went from sideline to sideline. The coaches, they didn't tell me that, <laughs> like, that he was on a different level. Can you give me some, some real-life examples? Because sometimes you just don't know, but after being in the league four or five years, now you do know. Can you give us a couple of those nuggets? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that was the biggest one for me. Like, that, that speed of the game, you know, going from college to pro – like there are things you don't know. I remember, man, I went to the I went to my first training camp and I got Demarius Thomas on one side and I got Emmanuel Sanders on the other. And, you know, they just came they just came off fresh off the Super Bowl. And I'm supposed to be in half. I'm supposed to be in like half field coverage. And, I'm you know, by the time I look back at the quarterback to kind of get a, a read on on uh, where he's looking and things like that routes flew right past me you know first first training camp man and I'm, I'm thought I was deep had my depth that all the landmarks my coach told me but there's one thing he didn't tell me and that was that speed it was that speed man and mm-hmm. there's a lot of things man I think uh, one of the un, one of the most untold um, things that you kind of learn in the league is the the best ability is availability uh, making sure that you're on the field 24 7 being asked to do, like I said earlier, everything that you need to do. If you're not a first round pick and you, you know, you, you don't have a starting spot, man, be ready to play special teams all out. Oh, absolutely. Um, that's, that's, that's a, that's a must. That's the only way I made it on, on my team. And I was drafted in the third round. They already had safeties. You know, it was just kind of, they, they took me, earned my spot through special teams. And that's another untold, you know, like you're getting drafted to play safety, or, or our guard or this or that, you know, whatever the case may be, but you need to, you need to go balls 
on the walls for special teams. Um, that's, that's another untold, but availability and special teams play, man. I think, you know, you, you execute those two things in training camp, OTAs, all that, all that stuff. When you guys get your shot, man, you'll, you'll see how far that'll take you. Oh, and the last thing too is, uh, when you're when you're doing OTAs and training camp, you you know they're filming all this stuff, right? I don't know what it's going to look like with the pandemic and stuff. Hopefully, those things will be there available for you guys. But they're filming that, and when they're filming that, that film is for all 32 teams, not just the team you're with. And so, whatever you're putting on film during OTAs, training camp, all that stuff, all 32 scouts, all 32 GMs, all 32 NFL teams will see that, and you need to keep that in the back of your mind, like. Every day you going out there for practice, you're not just practicing for the team that that took you as an undrafted Good guy. Point. You're, you're going out there and you're practicing for all 32 teams. And I think that's an important point to remember. To pick up on what Justin was saying, like av availability goes with staying healthy. And I feel like when you play college ball, your first few years in the league, You're strong. You can come off like uh, when you're banged up, you're good to go. But I feel like as you get older, uh, taking care of your body is so critical. And don't underestimate that because the last thing you want is to give a younger player an opportunity to shine on Sunday because you were out for two weeks with a twisted ankle. Like, I feel like you want to do everything you can. Uh, spend the time. Like, it's your job. It's your body. And I just want to say that, like, take care of your body. Take care of your body. Now, I'm going to tell you, the sooner you get become a health fanatic of watching what you eat, mm. getting massages, going to chiropractor, like don't wait till your second contract or don't, oh man, I got to wait till I get, the sooner. That is the life you should adopt on day one. Everyone should be eating better. You're a professional athlete. Your body will only perform at a certain level. And the sooner... <laughs> You get over to that mindset that I'm going to take care of my body. This is my money maker. Get your sleep, take care of your body, because that's how you become available. All right. All right, Justin, we're going to go to a little lightning round. Um, what is the best way to prepare your body for a long NFL season? These are quicker answers. Yeah. The best is to fully commit. This is something that I do. I think, uh, you know, Larry hit it earlier, you know, mm -hmm. take bits and pieces from everyone, but the best is to mm -hmm. fully commit um, to chiropractic, massage, cryo, you know, all the stuff that, that you need to um, commit, fi commit financially to, to those things. That's what I do. Next question. Um, what do you think, uh, Laurent, as far as biggest mistakes younger players, rookies make? I uh, think you're invincible. It's all right to be cocky, but when you show up to training camp, especially if you used to train like in like northern side of the country and you ended up playing in Miami, like it's mm -hmm. going to get hot and, and don't think you're invincible because you're young, like chug that water, uh, make sure you're hydrated. Like you, you see the number of injury that happened like day three of training camp, hamstring, like pull muscle, like you don't want to be that guy. So make, make sure you do everything to stay hydrated, stay in shape, sleep well, eat well. Last bit of advice. I'm going to go with you, Justin. During this process, you know, we just talked about the East-West, you know, trying to experience and then, you know, doing your interviews and thing like, things like that. Like, be that guy. And if you guys get your opportunity, you know, to, to, to be invited to a training camp, to, 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 and to be involved in OTAs and things in that nature, man, take advantage of it, really. Like, you know, I, I, I know this is a, this is a, a panel setting. You know, we're, we're answering, specific, you know, certain questions, but 
this is the this is the realest part of of the whole conversation and that's be early don't mm-hmm. leave till you're the last one ask questions text your coaches you know questions about film you're watching in your hotel room do all that stuff man be available you should be the training room's best friend in there 24 7 they should see you in there all the time hot tub cold tub yeah. rolling out mm-hmm. all that stuff be on the jugs machine you know anything that you can do to separate yourself and enjoy it. Cause like Chris said, man, you could be there and then you could just be cut the next day. You could do all the right things and still be cut the next day. But the thing that doesn't lie is the eye in the sky when you're out there putting film together on all 32 teams. And if you keep doing the right things, there's, there's 32 opportunities for you. And I'm telling you, a team will take that. I think just go balls to the wall up to like your pro day and then continue to train. But also remember that you need that break before the beginning of training camp. Uh, I, I, my my first year in the NFL felt like it lasts forever. So go hard, but at the same time, that deload period, like that two weeks before training camp, make sure you plan it the right way because there's a long season ahead. Uh, been great advice, uh, Laurent. It's been a pleasure meeting with you. Your story is an inspiration, Justin. Good luck to you this off season as far as free agency. Uh, this is only the, the beginning for you. Um, I look forward to seeing you doing exciting things. My best advice for you is master one career at a time. Mm. Right now, you are ready to embark on the greatest opportunity you are ever going to have in your life. And you need to be focused about that. You need to be eating it. You need to be thinking it. And you need to be concentrating on it. I went to Ohio State. I majored in broadcast. I majored in communication. So once I got into pro football, I was trying to master that. Year four, five, and six, I started doing other things to try to see, okay, after I had a career. I didn't start calling games and stuff until year 12, 13, 14, going to Europe, hosting my own show. So that was later on after I had a career. But right now, you need to concentrate on making a club. You need to concentrate on making your mom's dream come true because – I don't care what you dream about the National Football League. We got a lot of guys on this call that played there. Being in the league, it's better than the dreams you ever have about playing in the league. This has been the NFL Legends Podcast. To provide feedback or request a topic for discussion, email us at NFLLegends at NFL.com. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshy to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply.
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.